welcome to Fit Mom Life to the Whole podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hey, ladies, I am so happy you have joined me today, maybe for the first time. Welcome to those of you who are here for the first time, and welcome back to those of you who are here all the time. I know I talk quickly, and you know if you've been around since day one. My godfather was over the other day. I had my godparents and their daughter over for brunch, and... I said something about, oh, we were talking about lecturing at church. And I said, yeah, I always got told I talk too fast or I I lecture too fast. And he was like, you talk extremely fast. (laughs) So that makes sense. Like, yeah, if you listen, if you've ever really just wanted to save time, just listen to this podcast on two times. I can't even imagine what it sounds like. I have not tried that. So also why I jumble my words all the time because my mouth moves faster than my brain. Okay, so that's what you're in for today is a little bit of... (laughs) you know, jumbled up words and uh, what else? I'm sitting here in bike shorts just chatting with you. It's quiet time. So, you know, that's that's what's going on over here. I hope you're having a good day, whatever you are up to, maybe folding laundry, maybe working out. I actually threw this episode in the mix and I'm hoping to keep it on the shorter end. But anytime I say that, it ends up being the world's longest podcast. But this is not the one I had planned for today. But I recently had a lot of questions come in. So I mentioned last episode that I was going to tackle some of those. I These are actually all three from the same woman. Thank you so much. Same listener. And I have like three stored up from another listener as well. But I, I welcome questions at any time because I... Most of my podcast episodes come from them. So sometimes I'll just make it a whole episode. Today I figured I just want to hop on and bang out those three that I have sitting there. And I really barely pre-looked at them. I just did in the email when they came in. So you're getting what is fresh off my mind, (laughs) which again, could be good, could be bad. Okay. So, and I should disclaimer this because I already, like question number two already has me sweating, but I am, you know, a Catholic wife and mom. I'm coming at this from a Catholic worldview, but there's a lot of variation in that space and in, you know, a lot is left up to your 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 conscience and the formation of your conscience. So I want to make that very clear. I am a practicing Catholic. I am a personal trainer. I have these certifications. I have a master's degree in theology. I have my views on so many things have changed, adapted, grown, been formed, gone back to. I've had to think about more. You know what I mean? Like there's. There's always growing for all of us, and there's always figuring out what is best for us, for our families, for our own beliefs. And you're like, what the heck is this disclaimer today? But I'll probably throw out the podcast title, so you probably already know which one I'm referring to. But there's always opinion here, and I'm not saying that my opinion has any church authority to it or is the end-all, be-all of anything. I'm sharing with you what I think and believe and whatnot. That's all I can do because I'm Brittany Pearson. That's all I got for you. I don't have what Heather or Megan or whoever else <laughs> can't share anyone else's opinions. I'm sharing my own. Okay. Just like made it up those names. But anyways, number one question that should not be too controversial is, is it okay to work out when you're sick? And how I've always gone about this with myself and with clients is if you're, if it's a cold, if you're feeling a little fatigued, anything like that, just kind of like surface level. I don't want to say superficial or anything like that, but you know, like you're, you kind of have a headache, you have a little bit of a sore throat, you're a little stuffy, you have sinus, whatever. I give it the green light to work out because a lot of times working out actually makes you feel better. A lot of times if you are stuffed up or you have a runny nose or sinus issues, like getting a good sweat, 
opening up your pores and whatnot makes you feel so much better afterwards. Where I draw the line is if there's a fever or stomach issues. If you're like, if you have a stomach flu, you are like throwing up, you have a fever and you're like feeling dizzy, that is when I would not work out myself and I would not suggest anyone works out. The line that you need to think about for yourself, this is where this is even subjective, is that exercise is a stress on the body. It is a good stress and it's the kind that is supposed to make your body adapt to it and then come back stronger, right? And strength training is ripping down your muscles and then having them grow back stronger. If your body's already in a stressed state and your cortisol levels are already raised, like you're just adding fuel to the fire in the worst way. Like you're not doing anything productive by getting a workout in. And sometimes it's like, oh, good. Well, I made myself work out even when I was sick. And it's like actually what would have been best for your overall health, even fat loss, even body goals, all of that would have been to rest. So you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them on this. If you're just kind of feeling fatigued, have a headache, feeling stuffy, like push through it. If it's more serious than that or you're super exhausted, you know, just take a rest day and pick it up when you feel better. And if it's been like a week-long sickness or several weeks of sickness, when you ease back in, you need to do just that. You need to ease back in. This is actually one that I've had a lot of women just DM me, um, not asking like a question for the podcast, but just, you know, a personal question of like, hey, I had the flu. Is it okay if I just hop back into strength training? Hey, I had COVID last week. Is it okay if I hop back into strength training? Again, there's a variance on how intense everything was. Everyone's experience is different. However, generally, if you've been out for a long time, a week or more, you're going to need to ease back in at not your full effort. You're not going to go in with what you were lifting several weeks ago or what you were running at or whatever. Like start with if you were doing one client who I programmed for her like three rounds of something. I said, just start with one round of everything in the workout. See how you feel. Maybe just call it at two that day if you felt really good. Get the second one in and then rest. So kind of use your head on that, but I definitely draw the line at fevers and like stomach issues. <laughs> okay, number two. And this is the one with all my disclaimers. What do you think about yoga? And I think this is such a broad question too because it's not like, what do you think the church says about yoga? Or what do you think yoga does for your body? Or so I you know, can take this both ways is like, yeah, just what do I think about it in general as an exercise, as what could be a spiritual practice, et cetera. So if you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I would have said, I think yoga is a good way to stretch. You have to be careful that you don't overstretch, but it would be good for like an active rest day. You can't really build strength in it. And According to, you know, our Catholic faith, I think it's fine. Here's the funny thing, because also when I was, this was literally not even 10 years ago, six, seven years ago, eight years ago, I was teaching middle school and I ran a yoga club. And anyone listening to this podcast who knew me in those days, you know, that was what I was doing. And I got pushback at the time, I was teaching at a Catholic school, I got some pushback of like, this, there should not be a yoga club here. And I was like, that's so weird because there's not anything that says yoga is against the church or yoga is a sin or da 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 da. And you're still going to get a mixed bag of this. If, you know, depending on what podcast you listen to, I've listened to podcasts with wonderful Catholic women who openly say that they do yoga, practice yoga, whatever. And then I've listened to some that are very against it and list it under like 
almost occult kind of practices. So, and that's going to be really extreme sounding to some of you who do listen to this podcast who maybe are not Catholic or are not practicing any specific religion. Because I know some of you who listen do not, and you might be like, what the heck? Like, I did not know yoga was a hot button issue. That's kind of the, where I came from from into it like I did not know that it even kind of was a hot issue I only really knew about it as a form of exercise and didn't know that there was like kind of a stigma or controversy around it let's just say so again ran a yoga club I occasionally took yoga class a time or two it's never been my jam because I really like strength training in the more traditional sense of weights and bands and stuff so it just was never anything I had to really think about but um in more recent year and so at the time too when like I I did look into it then when I got that pushback like I don't want to do something obviously that is going to lead people astray especially middle schoolers and be like oh yeah come do this devil worship with me (laughs) but I so I looked into it like what does the Catholic Church say about yoga and I think this is why it's such a thing that lands in a gray area and is really up to your own conscience and beliefs because many like nothing is clear cut there's in my experience, this is my opinion, in my experience, there's nothing that says, like, the Catholic Church is against yoga. The Catholic Church is for yoga. The Catholic Church says it's a sin. You know, there's none of that, to my knowledge, to this day, at time of recording this. And I was going off of some encyclicals that referenced it, but what I found when I was researching this was that it was warned that certain practices could lead to opening yourself up to, um, you know, just worship of false gods and things like that because of the names of the poses being like downward dog or child's pose, whatever, like um, sun salutations, that the nature of it as being a more Eastern practice, that the roots of it and all of that are, you know, could be tied or are tied to worshiping false gods. So, Then I understood a little bit at least where the concern was coming from of practicing because I honestly did not know that this was a hot button issue. And I was like, oh, didn't even realize there could be ways that this is abused or misconstrued or used in this way that I really did not know about. So where I land now is I don't, you know, go to yoga classes myself, which is not, again, that different to me because I really didn't do that before. But I just try to stick to quote unquote stretching. And my argument before, which is still kind of the same, is that pretty much every stretch is a yoga pose, right? Like if I say, you know, get into a deep lunge, like that's a warrior pose. Like if you happen to know what the yoga terms are, it is a, you know, like it is a stretch. So it's actually very difficult for me because when I'll record stretching videos for my group challenges and things or for YouTube, I will try not to say quote unquote pose names because I'm trying to stay away from that in case it is an issue for others. But it's just easy that we all know that as a reference point, or at least I know that or whatever. So I will try to describe what the body is doing instead. I'll say, put yourself in a downward V, you know, an upside down V and use like things like that. We're in a high plank and now we're going to do this, whatever. So because again, I don't want to lead anyone astray in any kind of way. And I want to be sensitive to where everybody is coming from on this. So there's my kind of cop-out answer, though, is that I'm still not necessarily undecided. I just, I don't call it yoga. I don't practice yoga myself. I understand that it's a gray area. I do stretching. And then physically, from the physical standpoint, it can be really dangerous for some people and for myself, like, to just stretch, like, 
with no end point, no, just, just for the sake of stretching. Sometimes we stretch past what our range of motion really should be and end up hurting ourselves. I've heard of a lot of people injuring themselves, especially their backs, from yoga or stretching in particular. So the best way to go about it is to actually, you can build flexibility in strength training. You actually get flexibility through some weighted exercise, like RDLs. You're actually building strength and flexibility in your hamstrings. It's actually a great stretch as you're doing it. So another way to stretch, which I do in the videos, is to do the strength portion first and then follow it up with a stretch. So while your muscle was just worked and got blood flow to it, now we're stretching instead of just starting it when you are cold, like going in cold stretching. So long and possibly unclear answer, but basically my decision personally, in my opinion, and what I think about it, because that's what the question was, is that I just kind of really skirted the whole issue of like, oh, this could be something that you know, might make people think I'm okay with worshiping false gods or whatever else, or like, you know, could put that in my head, which was never where I was at when I did just take random classes or I led the group, you know, in my middle school. It was like I put on soft music and we stretched, you know, I wasn't saying like, and open up your heart to the sun and look to the west for, you know what I mean? Like it was never that for me anyways. But I just kind of was like, well, it's not worth possibly opening myself up to, you know, anything that I don't believe in and and or promoting that because I don't believe in that. I believe that there's one true God and he gave us this body that I can stretch or not stretch. So that's kind of where I am currently on it is I just shut the door on it of like, all right, there's other things to do. There's other modalities. There's other ways to work out. Okay, lastly, because I know the baby just woke up from nap. Is it, a, is it good for women to work their traps and chest, I believe, and chest muscles, even though many women don't out of fear of bulking up? So I think this is a great question. And in general, women tend to be really afraid of the quote unquote bulking up. And I've shared before, that's only going to happen if you are lifting heavy and eating in calorie excess. So if you are eating more than your body needs, it's going to store it as fat somewhere. And if you're lifting heavy, it's going to turn into muscle. Like your body's going to use that and turn into muscle instead. So if you're just using light weights, like if you're doing lateral raises with five pound dumbbells, that's primarily a delt exercise. That's primarily your shoulders, but you're also getting a little bit of traps. Your traps are like your upper neck muscles. Say you're using five pound dumbbells, you're not going to bulk your traps. Say you're using 10 pound dumbbells and that actually feels heavy for you and you're within two to three, you know, um, of your max range. Like when you finish a set, you feel like you only have two or three left in the tank and you feel a little bit of burning in your traps. You're not going to grow them like crazy or grow them much if you are eating like the balanced way that you are supposed to be for your body. If you're not purposely trying to bulk or you are just bulking. So this is a weird, not a weird question. It's not a weird question. It's a good question. I'm giving kind of a weird answer for it where I don't think the two are equal. I would never set out to just work my traps because I don't think it's a spot that I really need to like have super strong. I don't really need my upper back, like almost neck muscles to be super strong, but I do see the value in working chest. So I actually am going to kind of split that answer then. Your traps are involved so much in other exercises 
that I don't think you need to, as a woman, if you're not trying to grow your traps or strengthen them. Because, you know, the other thing is you might not be trying to grow muscle group, but you might just want it to be really strong. Most of us don't care to make our neck super strong, just like adequately strong. So, and why most men do it is I feel like they don't want to look like they have a little head and then like huge shoulders, but their neck in between is just kind of like tiny. So I think they're trying to make everything proportional. I think. I'm not a man. I don't know. But since your traps are involved in so many other exercises, like an overhead press or like a lateral raise, or even if you're just doing um, like a bent row, barbell row or TRX row or dumbbell row, your traps are involved. So you're going to get some trap work anyway. I don't see it necessary to do any kind of shrugs or extra trap work. And I've never had female clients do that. Chest, though, is a little bit different because I do prioritize pull movements over push because it's really good for our posture and really great for back health to keep all our pull muscles strong. But it's also important to keep our push muscles strong, which is chest, triceps, and shoulder. And the weird thing here is that you're not going to, again, you're, you're not going to bulk unless you're eating in a an calorie excess, right? But I also don't think it affects the chest in a weird way like traps would. Like if your traps did bulk, it would look odd for most females, right? But your chest muscles, like we obviously have breast tissue over the actual chest muscle. So all that really happens if we happened to grow that muscle like it's just going to enhance what's there, what's going on, but it's also going to help it be lifted. And I think we also think of this as like, you're you're not like headphones, I guess, if you're not listening to this in front of your kids. You're not like exercising your breasts. When you're doing a chest fly or a chest press, that area itself is not going to get bigger or get toned or like be lifted in and of itself like you can't physically work out or exercise your breast tissue however like that area that's right by your armpit is more that's what your pec muscle is you have and you have several in there you have your pec major your pec minor and whatnot and other ligaments and tendons that work in there as well your serratus is kind of between your chest and your back um which a lot of people actually need to work. That could be another whole episode. But it's more, that's actually more the area where women complain about like having a bra bulge or like fat there, which a lot of times is just relaxed muscle. Like there's only so much we can do. I definitely look like I have a bra bulge when I am at rest just from whatever muscle that I have at rest there too. And yes, body fat as well. So chest I always find fine for women to do and you're not going to, it's just, it's not the same thing as when men do it because we're not able to sculpt it the same way. I hope this makes sense because like we have something else over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it was bulked up there, you already have breast tissue over it. So it's just going to more focus on that area right by your armpit, the like quote unquote bra bulge. And if anything, help things look more lifted. Okay. Interesting little Q&A today. Usually it's, you know, a little more I don't know. Is it okay to drink water on an empty stomach or something like that? I feel like these are good ones. Uh, I welcome any questions though, and I will try to always tackle them with whatever I can, whatever my training expertise and opinion come into play. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next episode. 